This is the Whiskey and Red Wine Podcast with your hosts, Cameron and Valina. To learn more, check out the Whiskey and Red Wine Facebook page, Instagram, and YouTube channel. Direct links can be found in the show notes. This episode is sponsored by Above Able. Above Able empowers women by offering hand-selected, effortless clothing for the woman who does it all. To learn more about Above Able, check out their link in our show notes. And now for today's episode. I found out that um, when I be letting my wife take my son to uh, the bus stop, she gets a lot of interesting uh, events that occur. Yeah, I think that there's a memo out that um, men should pick up women while they are walking their children to the bus stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that because I ain't deal with those issues when I was taking them to the bus stop. But now suddenly men just be popping up trying to take you or take you home or do things for you. What was it? Did he try to offer you something, a gift or something like that? Of course. He tried to give me his vehicle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, do you want to drive this? I was like, no, I'm good. Here, it's totally fine. You can drive it. Mm, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't want to drive your car. Yeah. But thank you so much. You know, these days, I know that we have several listeners out there who may be in a season of dating. These days, the scary part is, is that you never really know who you're dating or who they are. And men struggle with rejection, it seems like, in general. Mm-hmm. And And it's just my thoughts from what I've seen. They throw like these uh, tantrums if you're not like nice to them. It's almost as if you have to baby them. Like you can't just say no and keep it moving and they'd be okay with it. Right. I don't understand about that about some of these guys because I had no problem with it. I mean, I did not like rejection, but I knew there was plenty more out there. You know, that was a no right here. There's other opportunities elsewhere. More fish in the sea. Exactly. Is that what I hear you saying? So why are you tripping that this one lady told you no? You ain't know her anyway. So I know there's some time has passed since this major event happened in pop culture. Um, which event you're talking about? We're going to talk about the slap hurt around the world. Now, I know it's been touched on by so many people, but I want to come at it this way. Dear... In a situation like that, um, you know, it's been said that he looked childish. He looked immature. He looked like a Neanderthal man protecting her. He looked this and that. And both of them just looked terrible in this situation. Or I should say all three of them looked bad in this situation. So the, the thing I'm talking about is the, the slap of Will Smith on the face and solid jaw of Chris Rock. Because he slapped him solid and he stayed on his feet. And, you know, what about it to you, Chris Rock? Because... I mean, not that I would have failed, but, you know, Will Smith ain't a small man. But um, how do you feel about, you know, if we're in a situation that I stand up and, you know, physically go after whoever's, um, I don't know, disrespecting you or making you not feel good? We don't even know if she didn't like it. We didn't hear any reaction from Jada. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I really have a strong opinion on that because... To be honest, I don't think I would have known that the award show was happening if this hadn't happened. Right. I didn't um, And I didn't even know what had happened. I just saw a lot of memes and stuff about it on social media. But I think that my biggest concern was why did they not escort him out of the event? Because I feel like 
if anyone would have physically assaulted someone, mm. they would have been escorted out. So I've been listening to uh, Pastor Tony Evans, and I've been going over some of the old ones. Now, these are things I've already heard. You know, I, I know the stories. I know pretty much what he's going to say, but there's always an opportunity, just like when you reread the Bible, there's always an opportunity to pull something else out of there that you might have missed the first time around. Now, this ain't something new, but it's something that should be heard. So I was listening to him talk about my man Shimgar. Yeah, I say my man Shimgar, but Shimgar was a a judge. This is Old Testament, people, so pay attention. to this. Before Jesus was on earth in human form, but he was still there. Um, so Shimgar is known as a man who killed 600 Philistines. How do you do such a thing? There was no you know, major artillery back then. Shimgar wasn't a soldier. Matter of fact, my man Shimgar was just a farmer. So the only weapon he had at the time where he decided to take on this, this uh, rogue mission, this guerrilla warfare, Shimgar had an ox go. What's an ox go? I'm glad you asked. An ox goad is basically a stick used to goad the ox to continue to plow, right? So his weapon was basically a real long stick with a pointy end and a flat end to dig up any roots as he comes across them, you know what I'm saying, while he's plowing with the ox. My man Shimgar decided that I've had enough of not being able to walk on my roads. I've had enough of these people being in my way or not, not treating me right in my community. People coming in trying to take over my community. So what does Shimgar decide to do? I'm going to take them out one by one. One at a time. That's the only way one man can take out 600. And I just thought that was an awesome story. There's not a whole lot said about Shimgar. I mean, he's just got this one verse and then he's got a part in a song that Deborah decided to sing for him. So Shimgar made a huge impact, became a judge just because he's decided enough is enough. I'm going to fix my community right where I'm at. And I feel like that's something that we all should take upon ourselves. Like, it doesn't take a whole lot for you to become someone great. It doesn't take a whole lot or a great amount of gifts for you to be a good person in your community, in the area that you're in. Shimgar took what was right there in his hands and made a difference. Are we saying his name correctly? What you call it? I'm just asking. Shimgar, Shamgar, she, she, she. How do you say his name? I said Shimgar. <laughs> what is it? S H E M A R. S H A. It's Shamgar. That's. I mean, every time but I, I don't heard know it, how it's you been say it. Okay, so I'm just asking. I am not sure if it's. Hey, if you're listening to this and you know how to pronounce it, can somebody just get in, get in touch with us and let Please us know? Please do. So your question was what now? Well, are you able to see the things that you have in your hands, the things that you have been blessed with? And can you use the little stuff you've been given to be a blessing? Yes, and talents. I had a conversation with somebody and uh, we were just talking about things we used to do. You know, we were talking about working out, things like that. Mm -hmm. And I was looking back and just thinking like, you know, I was telling him how I used to work out five or six days a week. Wait, you used to work out five or six days a week? Yeah, this is before I met you. Of course, that's how <laughs> the story Believe it. Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. You know, me and my roommate. Okay, you know, five so or six days a week. Yeah, uh -huh. we'd be in there and um, we'd be getting it. So you got to mm -hmm. understand how small I was and then how big I got mm -hmm. in that 
time span of us living together. And I used to always complain about, man, I need to get this bigger. I need to eat more protein. I need to gain more weight. I need to do this, need to do that. Mm -hmm. And I was complaining about a body that I'm sure that plenty of people wanted to have. Mm -hmm. You seen me, you know, I need some work here and there, but um, it made me think that we need to stop and just appreciate the things that are going on in your life right now. Mm -hmm. And with that, it had me thinking about time with friends and family. You know, mm -hmm. we, we always say, I have more time or I'll get to it later. I'll, I'll fix this or I'll fix that. When we need to appreciate what we have right in front of us. On Friday night, we were sitting down at a table on the street. Just oh, while waiting for someone else. So my, my mind was we were waiting for other people, but we started off with other people. Mm -hmm. But beforehand. then it was time with just us. Yeah, that was okay. Just okay. <laughs> it was just okay. Just okay. We were just sitting outside people watching. I need to do some watching. flips for you. Did Maybe. I need to bring flowers and, you know saying, bring candies and stuff? What, what, just okay. Speaking of flowers and candy, we were asked by someone, what is the equivalent to Valentine's Day, right? Wasn't it Valentine's Day? Mm -hmm. For a man. So what they were asking was, you know, if Valentine's Day is supposed to be a holiday for women, where, no, that wasn't the question. The question was, what is equivalent to a man bringing a woman flowers? There you go. That was the question. Mm -hmm. And so what are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know if there is an equivalent for a man bringing a woman flowers. I've never really understood the whole gesture of flowers. Yeah, I know the history of it, but. Why would you bring her something that's going to die shortly? And that's supposed to represent your love? But hold on. No. You used to bring me flowers. Every Friday. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that was a wonderful thing because I kept it going mm -hmm. every Friday. Mm -hmm. But man, that exhausted my bank account. Man, that was something special. Although it was great. I loved bringing you the gifts. Mm -hmm. But for it to consistently happen, I don't know. It didn't feel like you were... Um, Loving it after a while. So thanks. But I mean, I think that people that know me, like I'm not, I don't, I'm not a Hollywood excitement kind of girl. Mm -hmm. You're not going to see me like tear up and cry and do this high pitched squeal and this, I don't know, whatever you think it's going to happen. That's just not how I respond. So I, I say what I mean and I mean what I say. So if I say, thank you, these are so beautiful, that's what I mean. Mm, yes, it's true. Even if I say it just like that. See, that's the problem, though. But you don't mean, but do you want me to fake it and be like, oh, thank you, these are so beautiful? No, I want you to fully express yourself. That is my full expression. Thank you, these are so beautiful. Oh, thank you, these are so nice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> That right there. What's wrong with that? What because that don't mean. <laughs> thank you. These are so nice. Mm -hmm. Versus, oh, you were. Thank you for bringing these. That was considerate of you. I appreciate that. I'm okay. gonna go ahead and put these in some water. You know, something like that. Like, oh, flowers. So you want me to talk to you like I was talking to like a three year old? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Give me my cookie. Yes, maybe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I might just that? need that. Y'all hear that? While. He wants me to say, thank you so much. Did you make this all by yourself? I did. 
Sí. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. So speaking of our first year of marriage, because you talked about how you would bring me flowers every Friday, our first year of marriage, you said last night that you wanted to continue the conversation with our first year of marriage. Yeah. Do you still want to do that? Are you not sure about that? I was thinking we'd jump into that in the next episode, but we could do that now if you like. Okay, because I was actually pretty shocked that it was something that you wanted to talk about. Well, let's get in. All right, so our first year of marriage, as they say about most first years, is going to be a transition period, and it's going to be hard for both men and women, supposedly. Mm-hmm. So, so if you guys missed the first episode, remember we shared that we... Um, got married after dating for three months. So just to set the stage with that, we did go through premarital counseling prior to getting married, which was great because it did shed light on a lot of personality traits that probably wouldn't have gotten revealed early on and really help us get rid of those false expectations, I feel like, that come with marriage sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was some things that happened, some growth that still needed to happen in that first year. Um, some changes, some just cutting off from your past to embrace what we're doing, our future. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, biblically, it says, men, you're supposed to cleave to your wife, cleave, not separated, but cleave to become one with mm-hmm. to tie into. And I'll be honest, there was a lot of missing cleaving on my end i was still attached to some of my past um and that is not that's not right men listen look you're so wait i'm I'm gonna just interject here so before you start telling the other men what they should and shouldn't do don't you think that you should be a little bit more transparent about what you're talking about oh i was gonna get to that Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I was working up to that because, oh, you know, okay. why we got to jump right in with my dirt? But I'll give you my dirt. I mean, we don't, I mean, that's, I mean, that's why we're here to be transparent, right? Yeah, and yeah. we want this podcast to be a car ride from here to work. I know that there are some podcasts that last 45, 50 minutes. That's great. Mm-hmm. But not everybody has that kind of time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like us dating for three months before we got married. We had the serious conversations up front. Yeah, we did. Right? And so if we are just getting right into it, because our engagement was so short and we got married so quickly, there were a lot of people who were shocked by that. And um, I don't want to say that they didn't support, but they were just guarded Hmm. because of it and wanted to know if there were... Um, any ulterior motives or ill intentions <laughs> oh, yeah, or, right. you know, if I was pregnant that's or anything it. like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we had tried to do things differently with this marriage and this relationship. We wanted to make sure that the Lord was in the, cent- in the center of it and that we put him first. So. Yes. Put him first. Um so you want me to just jump right to it or you want to get to the smaller things that led up to it? 
Um, that's up to you. I just need to know how comfortable you are with where we're going with this. Do you want me to set the stage and tell the story? Oh, I said from the very first episode, I ain't going to be comfortable, but it's got to uh, be okay. done. You know, I okay. know I ain't going to be comfortable with this. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you ever feel good about bringing up your dirt? Do you ever feel good about digging in the scab? No. But I think because there is room or there has been redemption, you no longer have to walk in that shame. That's true. And maybe that is, I don't know, I'm speaking for you, but you're here, you can speak for yourself. Maybe that's why you feel comfortable talking about it um, because you don't have to be ashamed yeah. about that season of your life because you're you're done with that yes that was a season of my life that was a particular point that is is low for me so early on in our marriage um those who knew me beforehand you knew i uh had a lot of friends um so i wasn't able to cut off all of my friends like i should have now i kept hold of one of them and we Constantly, uh, I don't know about constantly, but we often had phone calls or. Oh, it was constantly, honey. You guys talked every. Okay, people, let me just set the stage here for this go. part right here. You ain't going to let me dig my they, own scab out. They talked every single day for hours a day, and I have the phone records to prove it. But go ahead, honey. See that? I, I got a uh, investigator <laughs> over here. Go ahead. Man, I don't know if you got investigators living with you, but be careful. You know, don't do no dirt. Just just be honest. Just be real about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So my private eye found out that I was having these conversations and such. And what happened in this situation was we were we had talked earlier. So that was the last number of my uh, um, my recent calls. And then I talked to my bride. Now, of course, things didn't go well in that conversation. You know, we weren't. It wasn't a bad conversation, but it was enough that I was I needed to vent to somebody about what was said. Uh huh. So, so what he's what he's saying to you is the Holy Spirit moved and worked on. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say my behalf, but I'm going to say the behalf of our marriage mm -hmm. because there was a situation the night before where I called him out on having a conversation with this person after we had previously said. We were not going to be having outside conversations with people of the opposite sex who were not vested in our marriage. Okay. And I and I know every couple has their own set of boundaries and parameters that they put in place, but those were the boundaries that we have both agreed upon. Right? So then the next day. I don't think it was the next day. I don't. You know, oh, it was the next day. No, I think it was because the time you called me mm -hmm. and you said, "Well, go ahead. You tell me what you said because I want to hear your story." No, I ain't gonna. I don't remember what was said. What were you? What were you about to tell? The I people? was just going to tell the people that I called the other person after dealing with you in our conversation. I was just mm -hmm. going. I basically broke down everything that you said, like, and she said this, you said that, and this and that. And I noticed it was silent on the other end of the phone. Mm -hmm. And then I heard it <laughs> click. Like, what? Why did she hang up on me? I looked at the name and it was the wrong name. Mm -hmm. You know, once you have a recent call, that person goes right back to the top. You know, last person talks. Hold on. I and think that's where I messed up. I think that they need <laughs> to hear what you said again. So mistake. listen, you guys, this is what happened. 
So what you heard him say was he thought that he was calling the other person to talk about me and his frustration with me. But the Lord redirected his phone to call my phone instead of her phone. Mm -hmm. And so then when I picked up the phone, he was like, hey, are you busy? And I said, no, not really. What's up? Now, mind you, he and I had just spoke. We would always check in. How's your day? How's your morning? Yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And so it was very basic conversation. So then him calling me back, I'm thinking, oh, maybe something happened at work that he wants to talk to me about. Because we had just checked in. So what he said was, are you busy? And I said, no, not really. What's up? And he's like, well, you know, I was talking to Valina last night and, you know, she asked me some questions about our phone conversation or our texting. And I wasn't completely like, I didn't tell her everything, but I told her some stuff. Hmm. And then that's when I hung up the phone because I was like, you know what? I think I've heard enough. I think the conversation went on longer before I heard a clip. I feel like I spilled a whole lot of stupid stuff out to you what first. Which you spill? That I don't well, know. Well, then maybe that was the Lord protecting you too. Yes. Thank you for your protection. <laughs> Maybe no. that's what it was. So that's so tell so tell me a little bit about why you thought that it would be a good idea to share this. Share this now? Mm-hmm. I, because because realistically, what you're sharing is that during our first year of marriage, you had an emotional affair. I had an emotional affair. That's yeah. what it was. And so why do you think it was important to share that that is a part of our testimony? Because I want people to see the I want people to see the dirt. You know, it's not all glamorous over here. It's mm-hmm. not a perfect marriage. I mean, it's perfect for us, but even within us being here, we know it ain't perfect. Mm-hmm. And if you're dealing with situations within your marriage and you're trying to hide it or feeling ashamed, mm-hmm. don't feel that shame. Don't let that hold you down. Don't let that be a yoke on you that won't allow you to grow. Y'all need to talk about this. Work it out. Eventually, you'll be able to laugh at it. I'm still not able to laugh at ours. But, you know, eventually, you'll be able to laugh at it. And I you can grow. Yes, you. <laughs> you laughed a lot. And I think, um, I will say, I want, I just want to just say that I am so very, very proud of you, babe, for just being vulnerable in this space. Because we did say that we weren't going to do this unless we kept it 100. I was mm-hmm. not going to get on here and pretend. And we did say that we want people to feel like that they are that they're sitting at our table. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I hope that people can hear that story, which I can totally laugh at that now because that was some pretty good stuff. I mean, who calls their wife while trying to call the person that they're having an emotional affair with? Like like who like how how do you make that mistake? That's hilarious. That is a scene out of a movie. It ain't funny. Okay. Okay. You don't think it's funny? All right, maybe a little bit. <laughs> but, still, yeah. but I am but I am really grateful that you are at a place where you can talk about it out loud mm-hmm. and share it with the world because one of the things that we do know is that the first thing that the enemy tries to do is isolate you. That's right. And so when you are sharing, you relieve that power from him. Mm-hmm. And so we, I believe our hope is that if there are other folks out there dealing with this, they A, know that they're not alone. 
And two, know that they have people that they can reach out to. Did you say A and two? <laughs> you mean A and B or one and two? No, Either way, I, you know. I said what, what you I said. said. All right. This has been the Whiskey and Red Wine Podcast. To learn more about us, head over to the Whiskey and Red Wine Facebook page or connect with us on IG. 